Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Second Take Podcast. My name is Calvin Williams. I'm here with my co-host, Marco Rogers. Uh, today, we're recapping the weekend in college football, uh, and that's about it. I'm excited. You excited, Marco? Yeah, definitely. We're going to do college football, NFL, uh, the big games, mainly. We're not going to recap every game. But, yeah, I'm excited to recap this. Okay, so to start out, we're just going to recap, like, the games that we made predictions for last week. Coastal Carolina obviously crushes Kansas. First home Power 5 game ever, and they perform well. Okay, yeah, next. I mean, oh, yeah. an easy win for Coastal, but we'll take anything we can get. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next, Notre Dame versus Toledo. This game was way, way closer than it should have been. You predicted this, and I thought you were a psychopath. Like, I thought yeah. you were just, like... I actually predicted like, that Notre Dame would barely win, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I, I'm actually pretty impressed with that, Marco. Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame, uh, I'm pretty sure they hit a field goal with... Well, no, they scored a touchdown with, like, a minute left, so they won the game in the final minutes. So, yeah, I mean, and I predicted um, Texas A&M to, win, to lose to Colorado, and it was such a close game. Yeah, like, well, that was... the big thing was uh, Texas A&M's quarterback, very good quarterback. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, oh, yeah, Haynes King, very, very good quarterback. Gets injured in the first quarter. Main reason why this was a close game. Yeah, I mean, but... Still a pretty dang good prediction, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Um, next we got. No. no um. Now, now we go into my prediction. I predicted Arkansas oh, and yeah, Texas, true. and they absolutely obliterated Texas. Uh, now I I'm one and one. Cal's one and one because last week he predicted Vir- Virginia Tech. So. I mean, this was just an all around. The underdogs are tied up. I'm impressed. I mean, I I'm definitely thinking Texas is regretting uh, joining the SEC because this is one of the teams in the SEC that like everyone you just should beat Arkansas. There's like Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Those are just the teams you should beat if you want to be a good SEC team. Even though now Arkansas is ranked, I mean, Texas just shouldn't have joined the SEC. Yeah, and I was watching that um, game, and it, like, was not close. Texas just looked like they were outmatched. They were outplayed, outcoached, better Arkansas, better offense, better defense. It wasn't close in any single statistic of this game. Yeah. All right, next, uh, before we get to, like, the big games, we're going to do uh, two more uh, before the big games. Uh, BYU beats Utah. They enter the rankings. I mean – Big win, twenty six to seventeen. Now two and zero. They're not looking bad without uh, Zach Wilson. They're not looking like they even took a step down. Jaron Hall, pretty solid quarterback for them. Yeah, and, I mean, um, here if you don't mind if I butt in. Yeah. Um, I actually expect the Utes to have a pretty good game in this one. I was pleasantly surprised by the uh by BYU, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe they can be a solid team even without. Um, Zach Wilson. Uh, but uh, if they can be a solid team without Zach Wilson, I'd be pretty impressed. So we'll see. I don't know what'll happen, but we'll see. Uh, next we got um. No, no, I'm I'm saying it. Next is uh. <laughs> next is Stanford 
beating USC by two touchdowns. Huge upset. I mean, Stanford, nobody thought they were good, any good. I mean, they came off a week one loss to like an average. Team. And to be fair, we don't know if they are. Yeah, but they came off a loss against like a, a week one. I'm pretty sure they didn't play a great team, like an average team. I'm not sure. But they come in huge underdogs, like 20-plus point underdogs. And Stanford just comes in into into USC's stadium, and they just completely dominate that game start to finish, did not trail out one point of the game. I mean, it's not like Keaton Slovis did not play a good game, but he didn't play, like, the worst game he could have. I mean, USC put up 28 points. That was just a fantastic offensive performance from Stanford that game. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting it. I don't think anyone else was expecting it. But just, like, a solid performance from Utah. And then, like, just USC's not looking good this year. I can't lie. They're really not. Yeah, Keaton Slovis. Like, even in their first game, they uh, won their first game. Um, Even in their first game, they, like, really looked unimpressive. I was not, like, flabbergasted by them by any means. I just, I wasn't very impressed. Yeah, okay. next up, Ohio State versus Oregon. Probably, although pretty close in the rankings. The biggest upset of the week. Yeah, I mean, without Kayvon Thibodeau, without Justin Flo, who's a five-star lineup. Literally the two of the top, like, supposed to be the two of the top college football players. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Thib- Thibodeau, definitely, probably the best college football player. Justin Flo is up there. Easily. And Justin Flo is probably, like, top 20, though. Yeah, and then Oregon comes in. Which still not, a big loss. Does not trail for one second of the game. They come in, run the ball right up the middle. I mean, all game, which is actually pretty similar to how Michigan beat Washington. So that gives me some hope that Michigan might get kind of close to Ohio State. But they just came in. I mean, uh, Anthony Brown played well. Oregon, after, like, even with... Thibodeau and Flo, they struggled against a Fresno State team who's just not good in week one. So that's a big reason why they were massive underdogs as well. And then they come in and then just dominate in the horseshoe. I mean, CJ Stroud did not play bad. It was just, I mean, Anna Lave and Wilson played well. There was not much bad about Ohio State's offense. It was just their defense looks atrocious this year. Well, yeah, and C.J. Verdell having those three touchdowns didn't hurt for Oregon either. That dude is just so fast. He dusted the Ohio State defense multiple times, once on a pitch play, once just straight up the field, dusted everybody, and the other time I don't even remember. But other than that, Oregon's defense, even without their leaders, like, or without their leaders, okay, it wasn't great, but I was actually impressed with how they handled Chris Olave because – Holding Ohio State to 28 points, although that might seem like a lot, this is one of the best teams in the country. That is not easy to do. And without your two top players, like like a linebacker, center of the defense, safety, like over top, and you have Chris Olave, one of the best, supposedly one of the best receivers in college football, just shutting him down pretty well. Also, um, what was I going to say? Also, um, this game was very hostile. Like, there was pushing and shoving, like, every second of this game. Like, Chris Olave was getting into it with the corner that was guarding him. He was, you could tell he was definitely visibly frustrated. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, uh, Michigan versus Washington. I mean, this is the 
they literally taught Washington the definition of what ground and pound means. I mean, they threw seven passes all game. Uh, I mean, 15 passes all game, only seven. But, of like, them half completed. of them were screen passes, so. Yeah, and only 44 yards passing. And then Michigan has two running backs run for over 150 yards. Corum for 171. I believe Haskins for 153. I yeah, mean, and you could, during that game, you could hear the announcers comparing them to, like, Thunder and Lightning, Reggie Bush and whoever that other guy is. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't think they're as good as them when they're in college. But, I mean, it's it's pretty hum- or pretty amazing that they're getting compared to those guys. Yeah, and I mean, Michigan also, like, their defense looked rock solid. I mean, Dylan Morris did pass for 293 yards. Well, that doesn't look bad. About 70 of them were, like, at the end of the first half, at the end of the second half. So really only 220 yards passing. They got open quite a few times on the Michigan defense. But, like, Aiden Hutchinson, two and a half sacks. David Ojabo had a sack. I mean, really just all around great defensive performance, great offensive performance. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Aiden Hutchinson doing that uh, Turkish squat thing or whatever, that thing was insane. Marco, do you see that? No. Oh, they showed it during the game? It was crazy. Um, Also, I would just like to butt in. Um, Well, I was there. You weren't, so. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, But... Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, like, he's looking like a real, like, very high draft prospect right now. You see his draft, like, stock going up every game. Like, last week one, it was, like, 16. This this week is, like, 13. I think it's, like, 10 now. It's something insane. He's moving up every single week. Like, that's really impressive, in my opinion. Oh, and now, finally, the last game, game day, Iowa versus Iowa State. I mean, Iowa has won the last five matchups. This is not only the first time both teams have been in the top ten, being Iowa at ten, Iowa State at nine, but the first time both teams have been ranked, just ranked, period. I mean, in Iowa comes Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Great crowd in Iowa State, and they just come in, do almost exactly what they did to Indiana, except Iowa State's a little bit better of a team than Indiana. I mean, they play... Mm -hmm. Incredible they did defense. not look like it though, because Ohio State or Iowa just destroyed them on defense. Like another pick six this week. That's like their third pick six this season. Um, just overall great defense from Iowa. I mean, they're one of the scariest defenses in college football right now in terms of their defensive line, their linebackers, and their secondary. Just very impressive. Yeah, and I said Tyler Goodson would be my breakout player. I mean, not exactly. Only rushed for 55 yards, which wasn't great. I mean, Iowa State by no means had bad defense that game. I mean, not that many rushing yards allowed, not that many passing yards. It was just Iowa's defense giving them short fields to work with. And, I mean, Iowa State just – Brock Purdy, by the way, played an atrocious game. 13 for 27, 138 yards, three interceptions. That's the Well, not to mention Iowa's scoop and score, too. I mean – Yes, yeah, so three interceptions plus a scoop and score. So that's not really going to help you win exactly. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we'll win. see. If Iowa, like, people might keep doubting them um, just because it's been their defensive touchdowns that have really propelled them in these games. But I feel like these next coming weeks are really going to determine how good of a team they are. Yeah, okay. Now, next move up to, like, 
just the big major rankings changes. I mean, Alabama won, Georgia two. That's obvious. Oklahoma moves up one to three to an Ohio State loss. Oregon moves up eight spots to the norm- number four team. So that saying, if the season ended, I mean, I'm not surprised. By that. Are you surprised yeah. by that? They no, deserve to move up. And then Iowa moves all the way up to five. Big for them. Also, definitely deserve to move up. Like. If you play a great game, you deserve to move up. I would love it if there's, like, if the playoff... I understand Bama-Georgia probably, but I would love it if it's, like, Oregon and Iowa, a Big Ten team that's not Ohio State, and then a Pac-12 team. That would be pretty good. Even yeah, that would be so- nice. All right, I'm going to yeah. take the next couple, then you can take the next couple. Um, Tex- Clemson stays at six. Texas A&M drops from five to seven. Definitely deserving. They did not play a very good game without their star quarterback. Cincinnati drops from seven to eight. Um, they just moved down. Didn't like play yeah. especially right, terrible. I'll take just... the next few. No, no, no. Oh, I got top oh. ten. Uh, OSU dropped six spots after the loss to Oregon. No surprise there. Um, I actually am surprised that they. No, I guess I'm not surprised that they didn't drop farther. I thought they'd maybe be twelve, but it's fine. Um, and then Penn State moves up one after a nice win again. Uh, Penn State's looking like a good team. Uh, you can do the next few as well. All right, uh, Florida moves up, too. I didn't really see the Florida game. I think they played pretty well, though. Uh, Notre Dame drops down. Uh, not very surprising. Uh, didn't play a great game. They're keeping it way too close with not good teams. Um, UCLA moves up three spots. Very happy about that. UCLA is showing their worth. Um, although they didn't play this week, um, I'm just happy that they've been winning. Um, Iowa State, no surprise, dropped down from 9 to 14. Um, after the loss to Iowa, Virginia Tech um moves up four spots after another win. They uh they beat UNC, uh week one. This week they came out with another victory. So very impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that it? Uh, you can go sixteen. Uh, no, no, you can do it. You want me to finish off? All right. Um, I think coastal. So coastal moves up again. They should be number one in the country, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, and then, really, a couple big jumps. Ole, Ole Miss jumps up three spots after another win. Uh, Arizona State jumps up four spots after another win. Arkansas moves from unranked to number 20. Very impressive. Uh, UNC recovers from a loss week one, uh, moves up three spots. Auburn uh, moves up 25 to 22. Another nice job. Uh, BYU. Played a great game, uh, looking like a pretty solid team, even without their star quarterback from last year. Uh, Miami dropped two. I mean, not really much to say about that. Michigan moves into the rankings after being unranked. So, I mean, we should recap the whole rankings. I'm not really sure why, but <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, okay, now let's do the big NFL games. That happened. Oh, okay. Cowboys, Buccaneers. There's no. Actually, no. I think we already did this last episode because we did on Friday. Yeah, uh, they were Steelers, Thursday. Steelers, Bills. I mean, Steelers came into Buffalo and they just kind of dominated that game. I mean, Buffalo was winning for a good majority of it. But on the third and fourth quarter, I mean, Josh Allen could not throw the deep ball at all. He was quite accurate on the medium and short passes. But yeah, and didn't, you continue. Never mind, sorry. He didn't look quite the same as throwing the deep ball as how he did last year. And, like, Steelers just an all-around great defensive performance, solid offense when they needed it. 
good performance from the Steelers. Yeah, and um, Josh Allen, um, I don't think he's, like, I don't think anyone thinks he's a bad quarterback. Except you, Marco. You're telling me he's a bust no, one-season no, winner. No, no, no. I, I don't <laughs> think he's going to be top five this year. I don't think he'll be a top five quarterback. I think, um, I think he will, personally. But, um, I don't know. I think it's just week one jitters. Um, get it out of your system. I think he's going to be back to throwing his usual dots on the deep ball. I'm not really worried about it. Um, if you have him on your fantasy team, I would say keep it. Just leave it consistent. It's only week one. Don't worry about it yet. Um, but other than that, um, I don't know. It was a nice game to watch. Yeah, definitely. All right, next up, I want to talk about this. Packers versus Saints. I mean, Packers playing the Saints in Jacksonville due to Hurricane Ida. I mean, they come in as favorites. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is back. They return most of the roster besides the O line, but many people didn't think that losing a few O linemen like David, I think David Bakhtiari is still on their team. He just wasn't playing. It made and, a world of difference. Though. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was like under duress all game, running around the pocket, getting sacked. I mean, it he was threw, just. I think he only threw one pick, but like still, no, he threw that's two very picks. un. No, yeah, two picks is so uncharacteristic for Aaron Rodgers. Especially like he is, no touchdowns. Yeah, and he is like one of the best at keeping like no on not throwing turnovers. So like, I don't know. He must have been very rattled. Yeah, I mean, everyone was all over him. I mean, Devontae Allen only five receptions, fifty six yards. Meanwhile, Jameis Winston. Throws zero interceptions for five touchdowns. I mean, 14 for 20, 148 yards, nothing much, but five touchdowns. That is quite good. Yeah, I mean, it was like every pass he threw was a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty impressed with James Winston. Like his, like, his ability to keep the ball for his team was definitely good because, well, like, better. he... Kind yeah. Through thirty picks a few years ago. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean it was better, for sure. Um, but I think my mic's not working. Oh, oh, uh, that's not good. Oh, uh, okay. Hello? All right, it's back. It's back. It's back. It switched okay. to my cute computer for a little while, so sorry about that, guys. It, my audio uh, will be screwed up for a little bit. It'll uh, just be quiet. Next up, Browns versus Chiefs. I mean, biggest game of the week, and it lived up to all the hype. Came down to the last play, really. I mean, Baker Mayfield played a pretty solid game. I mean, all around great, but just Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, that duo was just too much for the Browns defense. I mean, Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 197 yards with the touchdown. Travis Mahomes, 27 for 36, 337 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, great game. For the Chiefs. Yeah, and um, I was definitely impressed how, um, like, the Chiefs were, like, looked a little iffy in, like, the first quarter, um, but they definitely turned up a little bit. Clyde started playing well, Tyreek. Sorry, my mic keeps doing this thing where it cuts out. Um, yeah, I started playing well. Uh, Tyreek started playing well. Mahomes started playing well. Oh my gosh! Why does it keep doing this? It keeps waiting. No, no, let me continue. Um, yeah. So I mean, they all started playing well. Um, and I think that's the reason why they were able to just pull ahead and take that win. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. Next up, Dolphins versus Patriots. I mean, really great game. The closest game of the week. I mean, close game. Mac Jones, Tua, both performed great. I would personally say, and I think even though I'm a Patriots fan, most people would agree, Mac Jones was probably the better QB in this game, but both of them played great. Um, yeah, I was actually Damian impressed Harris. with Mac Jones. I thought he was a little hyped up too much, but he, he definitely uh, played a really good game. Yeah, I mean, 29 for 39, 281 yards, one touchdown. And also, Damon Harris rushed for 100 yards. But Patriots have the ball like the Dolphins' 10-yard line, three minutes left, only down by one point. And then Damon Harris, all you really have to do is hold on to the ball and go down. I mean, even they could kneel and probably win the game. Yeah, and they just fumbles. needed a f- field goal. That's a terrible mistake from the yeah, Patriots Damon running back. Harris can't fumble there. They on, yeah, they honestly should have just taken a knee, like you said. I'm very, um, I'm very like disappointed and. Well, I mean, it, there's three minutes left. Patriots, I mean, they could have taken a knee, but with three minutes left, nobody actually takes a knee. So you wanted it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you always go for the touchdown, but like. It's just, like, unfortunate that you have to lose the game like that. Yeah, okay, so uh, that's most of the – I think that's all the NFL games that we want to recap. I mean, Colts, Seahawks, good game for the Seahawks. Colts' defense looked pretty bad. But, I mean, Russ played well, as we expected. Seahawks win. Yeah, Russ Um, showing off his usual first six weeks of the season does well. (laughs) Uh, yeah. All right, let's okay, move on up. to the biggest hits of fantasy and the biggest bust of fantasy from last week. Marco, uh, who so, is your biggest hit from last week? I mean, I might be a little biased because I have him on my team. But, I mean, I, I would say DeAndre Hopkins because, I mean, in half PPR he put up 23. But I'm going to say for a tight end, TJ Hawkinson, 21.7 points in half PPR. That is just incredible to have i mean really really good yeah especially for a tight end well but also he's like the lions only target with their receiving issues and stuff so i would definitely say if somehow he's not drafted in your league um i'd say he's a fourth or fifth round pick if you haven't picked if you haven't had your draft yet oh so we each get two my second one is going to be actually i won't take it from you i'll say uh Tyreek Hill, I mean, pretty obvious. He had 31.6 and half PPR. I mean, incredible that you can have that. Um, I mean, he's just a deep threat, and when he has a good game, he's going to produce 30 or more fantasy points. So, I mean, if you get him on a good day, then you are just should be able to win your league. Yeah, I mean, Tyreek has been a very dominant fantasy receiver for – a couple years um I don't see any reason why he wouldn't continue doing that um my fantasy my first fantasy hit it well both my fantasy hits are actually rookie wide receivers this week uh my first one is Jamar Chase um I was very impressed for his uh by his performance in fantasy and just overall for the Cincinnati Bengals um 101 yards a touchdown seven targets that's gonna show that he's gonna get reception this season um so, like, if you were worried about him even getting catches, that's, like, not something that's – it's looking like it's not really something you have to worry about. Um, I was just very impressed with his performance. Um, 20.9 points in PPR. Uh, 
just very overall solid performance. Uh, next, I'm going to go with uh, Devontae Smith. Uh, people just keep doubting this dude. Like, they're like, oh, he's too skinny to be in the NFL. <laughs> like, but no, like, he just showed that you don't have to be, like, the biggest dude out there. He's just fast, r- good route runner, can catch the ball. Like, one touchdown, 71 yards, eight targets. He's getting receptions. Uh, looks like he's going to be, like, first or second uh, in targets for the Eagles. Um, if you're, like, that's a very solid fantasy receiver. I'm going to start um, Jamar Chase next week because um, uh, I don't have enough. Like, I have both of them on my team, um, but I'm going to start Jamar Chase. I'm going to trust Allen Robinson for one more week. Um, but I don't know. I was just very impressed with both of those guys. Marco, yeah, uh, who I, are your busts? I just, wa- I just want to give a shout-out to Amari Cooper. I mean, 32, 32 yeah, oh my gosh. and half PPR. I mean, that's incredible. It was like 38 I mean, in regular PPR. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. All right, my first buzz, I also might be a little biased because I had him on my team. I mean, Saquon Barkley getting three points. He wasn't expected to get full production because of that ACL injury. He was cleared to play, but everyone knew, like, he wasn't going to be full Saquon Barkley until, like, week three, week four. But, like, he was, he's still, she should be able to get at least 10 points. But he gets three points with 26 yards rushing. And I thought he would be at least a solid receiving threat. Only one reception with one receiving yard. Just not a good game from him. And Yeah, just an unimpressive sec- performance from him. Yeah, my second bus, probably the most obvious one, would be Aaron Rodgers. Putting up 1.32 points in fantasy. I am guessing that's the lowest of his career. I mean, probably the lowest an MVP winner has ever had. Um, That's just an awful game fantasy-wise. You should, If you have him on your team, I'm sorry. You probably didn't win. But, yeah, that's... He got, He's just taking he, shots at Aaron Rodgers. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, All right, who's your was, second... Who's your second bust? That was my second one. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I you did take one as your first one. Um, So, my bust is actually going to be uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Despite his team putting up, like, 30 – what is it? No, it was 29 points. His team put up 29 points. Um, He just, like, only rushed for 33 yards, no touchdowns. Um, Just kind of unimpressive, like, when your team – when your offense is playing that well. Um – but I will say the uh, Cowboys were having a very dominant passing attack that game. So you might, like, he might recover next week. I hope he does. Um, but we'll see. Oh, and my second bust is going to be, um, although this isn't, like, a total bust, I'm going to go with um, Devontae Adams just because, like, the Packers just had a terrible game. Like, I mean, fantasy-wise and just regular-wise, like, Aaron Rodgers won fantasy point, Devontae Adams 10 fantasy points, and Aaron Jones, like, 5 fantasy points. Yeah. Like, that, gonna, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I we'll give, see how they recover uh, next week, though. Yeah, I was going to give an honorable mention to Aaron Jones because, like, a lot of – we know we had, they have A.J. Dillon. They did lose uh, – Williams, I forgot his first name. I don't know. I'm blanking. 
but they lose they lost William to free, Jamal Williams to free agency. I mean, they knew AJ Dillon would get some carries, but he only got four carries and ended up getting more rushing yards than Aaron Jones. So that's saying something. If you have him on your fantasy team, like after drafting him, you should have like expected him to be like an RB, a very a very solid RB two, maybe even like a okay RB one. But now you're questioning him even having a spot on your bench. I mean, if he's getting carries, if he's getting that many carries a game, nine rushing yards, and we know him as a receiving threat, but if he's only getting two receptions for 13 yards, I mean, he's quite a questionable guy to have on your fantasy team now. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Is that all we have for today? Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry about the mic troubles earlier. I'll try to turn that part up in volume a little bit so you can still hear me. Um, should be no problem. Uh, but I'll see you guys next week. Um, or not next week, on Friday. Um, I look forward to our prediction segment. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Oh, yeah, and Teague will be back on Friday for fantasy and NFL stuff. So, All right, peace out, guys. Bye.